Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcade Economics on a very wonderful day in Silverland. And in case anyone who has been saying, I'm tired of waiting for manipulation, silver this, silver that. Well, take a look at this up a dollar 36 uh, the same day where we see First Majestic. Where is it? Trading is halted. Ooh, trading halted on First Majestic. Hopefully, I am indeed live here at this moment now, and you're able to see this. Again, I guess that we'll call that some breaking news. First Majestic is halted. And uh, perhaps, give me a moment, I'm going to get the chat window pulled up so that uh, type in your questions. I'm going to stick around a little longer for this one and we can take questions, see how things develop. But there is some breaking news. Yara, if you're watching and you can tweet out from our account that First Majestic is halted, I'm sure people uh, know already. But let's see, is this clickable? Not yet. So we have quite an exciting day. Even the silver spike, I'm sure you guys have been watching that. First, I think the, actually, I can check my phone here. Fortunately, I, t I take a lot of pictures and send them out on Twitter. So, yeah, so first it was up 68 cents. Then by the time I called, Silver Bill Murphy was up 95 cents. Um, and now you see, uh, let's see, about $1.39. And let's make sure I have this all streaming properly. I think we have it. I think I have the wrong title in there. So give me a second. I will uh, update that because the silver short squeeze is on is what I meant to say. So sorry, we're doing things live here, but I am going to make it worth your while, I believe. And looks like we do have things live properly, which is great news. And I'm gonna get it queued up so I can see your comments in a second. Um, but in the meantime, we can just sit here and watch the chart. Click, oh, $1.48 now. Um, let's take a look at the silver stocks. If you've been waiting 10 years or 40 years or however long, what an amazing day. There's Endeavor Silver. Fortunately, that I bought options on yesterday and is now up 20%. You heard from Brad Cook of Endeavor Silver. Uh, I think it was last Monday. Um, there's Fortune up a buck 37, Mag up 11%, First Majestic up 29, almost 30%. And now it is halted. SILJ is up. I mean, everything in Silverland is up. So um, I'm sure your portfolio is also up today. Um, everyone who's been waiting, you know, for a long time, uh, just congratulations. I think this is, here, here's the best part. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg of what is to come now by all means today i'm not giving legal financial advice there's a lot of people watching and everyone's situation is different um so again i'm giving you my research uh and for anyone new watching my background 
used to uh, trade equity options in New York for a firm called Susquehanna. And I ran a specialist post on the New York Stock Exchange. So we do talk about options here from time to time. Um, and we can dig into that a little bit today. Probably not suitable for most investors because that is a very high risk thing. Although if you do have option positions on, on a day like this today, um, things go really well. Although I would point out, keep in mind, we're going to see some wild swings here. So we'll see uh, when we get some news about First Majestic being halted. Yara, if you're listening uh, right now, perhaps you can check in with Mark or Todd from First Majestic. I'm sure they have a lot going on, but maybe if uh, we can see if they have any idea and then we can update the audience um, and we'll see what we can find out there. But certainly good news overall yet I would point out here is this is the overnight chart for GameStop which you see now is uh, looks like they're still trading. Um, but you can see up here this morning, twice it got above $500. This thing closed Tuesday at 150 bucks. Then yesterday went up $200. Then today, pre-market was up at 500, comes back down 75 bucks, then back up 75, then down 150. <coughs> so first Majestic, I'm guessing this is good news that it is halted. <clears throat> Let's see uh, what Google can tell us. Uh, I've not seen a reason yet, but hopefully uh, my dear partner here at Arcadia is out there or someone could uh, perhaps opening up the window with the chat so I can see your comments in a moment. Just got a message from Blue Horseshoe Grandy you've seen on the show. He is smiling now. Um, interesting message from another friend that I will leave nameless, but I think is somewhat fitting. He writes, holy smokes, the power of the internet. And, you know, I'm not going to go all Tony Robbins on everybody today, but I've always felt that we do have more power out there than we imagine. Imagine, yes, there's some people with a lot of money that do some things that are not so buddy today, but I've always felt that we do what? have more power. We'll close uh, that window in the background, although now I can see your comments. Um, and um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's especially something like this that is information based. Um, that's why I wrote the book. That's why I do this show, because I always thought at the end of the day, if uh, let's see what we got news here. The following issues have been halted. Um, trading hall. Let's see what we got here. I mean, at the end of the day, I always felt this was stuff that if enough people actually knew what was going on, I mean, they're being lied to. So you know, when people know what's going on, that's what you saw how quickly the uh, Wall Street Reddit thing has, uh, okay, pending news, reason pending news, can make a decision to, 
All right, so we'll see if we can get an update on what that pending news is. Perhaps if anyone watching live right now uh, has any insight. And uh, let's take a look in the Comex. Comex, AG halted, pending news. Now keep in mind there was, uh, okay, Yara, I see you in there. So yeah, if you can check in with Todd or Mark, that would be great. Um, there also was news on the tax situation last night. Um, Yara just logged in. So Yara, again, if you're listening now, can you perhaps call Todd or Mark, see if we can get a, any comment on what is the uh, news coming. I'm going to pull up. There was news last night about First Majestic. They had an update with their uh, Mexican tax situation. Um, didn't seem to be, I mean, it, I would call it a small positive, uh, first majestic gets break and opening round of Mexico tax. So again, not that the situation is resolved, but I mean, there's some, I don't know the way we would look at on the option floor. There's a difference if something's 50% to happen versus 55% to happen or whatever you want to call it, but at least a pot, a net positive. Uh, First Majestic gets break in opening round. And as you can see, I don't pay the 290 a year for Bloomberg. So um, you can, uh, perhaps someone can put in the chat window um, a link there and we'll keep an eye on First Majestic. See when that opens back up. We'll take a look at the silver price, buck 40. The other thing that I call this unofficial, but we've seen often the thing shoots up, then comes back down. But the fact that it's kind of, there's been three separate gaps is encouraging news. Uh, getting updates. I'm not a Reddit user. Uh, maybe I'm about to become one, but I heard that the uh, chat room there see on wall street bets was uh, actually got closed to the public because there was a lot of action in the silver room i'm told the activity is picking up which certainly is exciting and i'll tell you what for anyone who's new to silver again uh, <laughs> if anyone like doesn't want to buy the book you really need a free audio copy fine i'm not trying to you know sit here to pitch the book but just that was the purpose of it that if you're getting into silver and starting from the beginning and wanted things laid out in a clear way where you grasp what's going on you can check out the big silver short um there is an audio version as well so um i think that will be handy because we saw a little bit last summer some of those events play out and i might add See the subtitle, how the Wall Street banks have left the silver market in place for the short squeeze of a lifetime. I would very much stand by that subtitle that I didn't just make up today. That's been there for um, longer even before this. But yes, I think that we're just seeing. Now, are we at the ultimate short squeeze? Obviously, I don't know the answer to that. This is certainly a great indication also, to see it happen in First Majestic first, because this was all happening after the, this started after the close yesterday and just escalated higher. Um, and this happened after that. 
So, I mean, we had first Majestic up back here while Silver wasn't moving. Now to see that up, again, where does it ultimately leave us? We'll find out. But, you know, the fact that it's the same exact time as what we're seeing here now, <laughs> GameStop back up another $60 from five minutes ago. So that kind of volatility, you can expect that. Guessing we'll be seeing plenty of that in silver. Let's take a look at some of the stocks. There is the Silver Junior Miner Index, which I don't think is appropriately named. I mean, in fact, one of my projects, I'm interested in making what I would really call a Silver Junior Miner Index um, because I don't, for example, now it worked out well if you have a position in, in the SILJ because First Majestic is part of it. So you're winning big to that. And by all means, I think that if you own SILJ, you'll probably do incredibly well in the long run. But not First Majestic is not a junior miner. Um, but in either case, you can see the juniors up 12%, junior index up, SIL miners index up 9.5%. There is First Majestic, which is currently halted. Um, News from First Majestic coming shortly, says Yara. Well, that is awesome. Zach, Demon, no free copy. Chris, your stuff is worth it. Well, I appreciate that, and I uh, the, the, appreciate the sentiment, and I agree. Although, just to the degree that, I mean, even the, you know, the way that we do the show here, yeah, I guess there was some you know, I have a lot of thoughts and I, this whole experience has helped me to grow and mature as a man and in a business sense as well. There was always a part of me that felt it was important for people to know this stuff, whether they have a lot of money or they're just don't have money. Uh, so by all means, yes, I would encourage people to buy the book, but if there's someone out there that really wants to dig into this and uh, you're struggling, then I'll tell you what, take this link Tweet it out, copy Arcadia Silver One and Arcadia Economic without the S, which is my address. And uh, we'll give away a few audio copies to spread the word. And um, so I appreciate what you're saying there. And I, I agree with uh, the school of thought. And yes, go buy the book too. In fact, go buy multiple copies and then you can uh, give it to some of your friends who can start learning about silver and um, you know, we can amplify. It's kind of like when Ben Bernanke talked about that circle of virtuosity when he sold hyperinflation as a concept in his 2010 Washington Post op-ed. Um, actually, this is a real circle of virtuosity because the short squeeze is on. Let's take another look at some of our prices. By the way, if you want your friends to know about what's been happening and building in silver and is still, I think the managers might be thinking about exchanging the lineup cards. I mean, they're not even out of the dugout yet. This is not the second inning. This isn't the eighth inning. Keep in mind, Bitcoin, which was five, you know, let's, let's say, I think it was maybe 2016 or 2017 when it was 500 bucks. So at 32 grand, that's a uh, 64x multiple, let alone in the last year, you know, you have uh, when it was down to like 3000 or so, so 10 or 12x multiple, depending on what the price is today. 
and we can take a look at what the price is today, see if anything is happening. And even though this is the silver channel, we can still talk about cryptos without getting our feathers ruffled. I will dwell on it. I know uh, here's, where's that Theta thing that <laughs> bought a bunch of those a couple of years ago. Like every once in a while, I just like buy something just for fun and you know, being like a 20 bagger. <laughs> but I mean, you see, uh, there's Theta, yay. Actually, here's another one, gold and silver related crypto. I've had Reggie Middleton on the show before. And I will just say, this is one that I keep an eye on. I'm not telling anybody else what to do, but Veritasium, very interesting situation going on where they got railroaded by the SEC. Makes it somewhat fitting that Gary Gensler about to take over. Um, and partly what they're doing was making software that you could have financial markets where you don't are not able to sell the same piece of silver to multiple hundreds of people. That's right, uh, especially if anyone in Reddit crowd is watching. In that book, The Big Silver Short, one of the questions I asked these guys, this was done interview style format. It didn't just me like running my mouth about silver. Bart Chilton was in there, the former CFTC regulator commissioner who was part of the investigation where he found plenty of evidence of manipulation, which he talks about. I might add for anyone new to this, go to YouTube, Silver Manipulation Smoking Gun, includes chapter 16 of the book. That'll tell you all you really need to know. Um, but one of the things I asked the folks in here was that for each ounce of silver, how many paper claims are on it? And I did not get an answer of less than 500 to one. In fact, here you can take a look, David Morgan, silver 500 to one. Let's see if that one comes up. Uh, um, how much supply was lost? So there's somewhere in here, I'll try that. Because I chopped out that question uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Let me make sure the uh, sound is queued up on this. All right, we got share sound. So here's David Morgan, one of the leading, uh, most well-known silver expert um, around today. <clears throat> and again, I asked him for each ounce of silver, how many paper claims are on it? And we'll play a second of that. Well, we is it possible? Is anybody having uh, urinate bladder issues? You can uh, <laughs> go to uh, whatever this guy's thing is called. Let me get the name in there a little sooner. But here we go. <laughs> One last area to dig into with silver. We hear a lot about all the paper contracts that are written. Uh, I've heard numbers from folks like Bill Holter that there may be as many as 500 paper claims to each physical ounce that is out there. Uh, what have you heard and seen in terms of that? Are those reports accurate? And if so, how does that unfold? Yes, uh, yeah, they are accurate. I mean, CPM does probably a better breakdown than uh, the World Silver Survey from the Silver Institute. Um, and really, 500 is, uh, the idea is what's important. I mean, the numbers are important if the numbers are important, but it's, it's greater than that. And why, and, you know, Bill and I are pretty close friends, and I'm not calling Bill out on this. I'm just 
adding to what he said. We have no idea what the over-the-counter derivatives are because they're not <laughs> transparent. We're just looking at what the London Metals Exchange, the LBMA, the COMEX, and all the derivatives markets that are out there in Netherlands that are reportable. That's reportable numbers is 500 to 1. Well, all these bank-to-bank, peer-to-peer, mine-to-mine, mine-to-corporation, corporation-to-mine, to banker-to-banker-to-corporation, to hedge fund, to hedge fund, to, you know, uh, a coin dealer, you know, those kind of hypothecations and rehypothecations in the -the over-the-counter market probably are equal to. So you could probably not only have 500 to one, you might have 1,000 to one. Right. And <laughs> Let's hear that part again. 500 to one, you might have 1,000 to one. Right. So you could probably not only have 500 to one, you might have 1,000 to one. Right. And Which makes it kind of special. Now, I know a lot of investors were not happy last year. <clears throat> you had silver go from... Was it eighteen dollars to twenty nine? Was the peak? Ooh, wow! Market Watch can't handle the first majestic action. Uh, well, we'll go back over to CNBC. Keep an eye out there. Um, so you had silver go from eighteen to twenty nine dollars, and there were times where first majestic silver was trading lower. Like if you look at the price when it was eighteen bucks at the last week of December of two thousand. 19 <clears throat> and then you look at times when silver was 25 bucks first majestic was actually trading lower and a lot of people were frustrated my call options that ended up worthless last summer were you know it was a learning but <clears throat> you know that's the difference i mean i and i would suggest to folks who are trading this stuff if you're expecting silver and the stocks to go in linear fashion, oh, and now we came back in a little bit. So again, to be expected, you know, you don't have to, it's still okay. Still up there, it's back up nine cents as you refresh. So um, A, relax, have fun with this. So if you can't have fun with this today, then probably something better to be doing in life. But um Anyway, you're going to see moves like that. And with First Majestic, it seemed to me that, you know, you're not going to, accepting that you're not going to get silver goes up this. And because the beta is that, that First Majestic is going to go up that much on the same day doesn't quite work like that. Obviously, there are days when the stock market is down. So the stocks will be sold off. But if you kind of just get an idea of where this is going for the long term and roll with that, I think you give yourself incredible power. Um, And with First Majestic, it seemed to me a very intriguing situation where, because like you have, I mean, obviously it's heavily leveraged to the price of silver. And if silver is suppressed, and there's a massive short keeping silver lower, and then there's a massive short keeping First Majestic lower, it was like, it's like a short squeeze on top of a short squeeze I mean, you really couldn't make this stuff up. So that's, uh, you know, anyone in Wall Street bets, just just let, let your friends know that First Majestic is a short squeeze on top of a short squeeze. And uh, on top of that, it's halted. And uh, we are awaiting news. Chris is smiling, I see in the comments today. Well, <laughs> I sure am. In fact, I looked... Uh, 
I did my other video first and then I looked at my option portfolio today and it is quite good news reminding me of the days of 2011. Um, again, I, I'm not saying uh, it's not legal financial advice and certainly for anyone who's done this for the last couple of years was a thorough beat down pounding although the days where it goes well is certainly nice and my partner here at Arcadia Yara who many of you know or talk with in the chats fortunately I bought her uh, we talked I don't know it was an hour or so before the market closed and I run her account for her and she was saying should I have should we have some in my account I'm like yeah probably so bought her some first majestic call options uh, before the close and um, thanks to our great management over at First Majestic that, again, congratulations to you guys, Keith, Todd, and Mark today, um, you know, who have really stood up to a lot of pressure. Um, all right. So it looks like it is unhalted and First Majestic is a little bit lower now. Um, so perhaps... Uh, Maybe if somebody else is seeing the news, can post that in the chat window. And uh, let's see. Again, there was a development on First Majestic and their Mexican tax situation. Not a huge change, but could move the needle a little bit. Good, further good news. Um, and if anyone sees the news that is actually coming out on. First Majestic, uh, let's see, what are the chances they would put it on the darn page here? <laughs> well, we'll refresh and see. Maybe you can type it in the chat window there. Um, so First Majestic down a little bit from its highs earlier today, but don't get sad, anyone. It's going to be okay. Just look at the game spot chart. There you go. Back over 400, trading halted in GameSpot. So lots of halts today. Might mention something, uh, you know, I get, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. <laughs> I, I do like listening to Cliff High. I don't know uh, always what to think. I mean, and some of it's like wild yet. The guy strikes me as incredibly intelligent. So I do listen and follow along. I'm not telling you what to think. Although I found it interesting. He was mentioning in his most recent video that he was picking up some emotional language around January 28th, which is today. I remember going to sleep last night. I was wondering, what are the chances if whatever he's seeing was like, finally, we're going to see something happen in silver. And um, I think we're seeing that again, as I mentioned before, I would say this is the first inning because I was pointing out the multiples on some of these other assets. And you have Tesla. I mean, I don't I know Kranzler digs into it a bit. I don't know if they've ever even made a profit yet. And they went up 18x in the last 15 months. So, I mean, what if silver like reached its fair value and then went up 18x after that? And here's silver at 26 and change, still 50% below not only its 2011 high, but its 1980 high. That's 41 years ago, before quantitative easing, before you know, trillions of dollars of debt. There you go. See, it's coming back up. Nothing is going to change the situation. So the only thing that's going to happen is eventually more people are going to find out about what's going on. Now, with that said, 
could you have a situation where the thing ends up back lower where it closed yesterday? Yes, that's certainly possible. I mean, this is, think of it like a tie game in the fourth quarter. You know, we could be sitting here seeing GameSpot like numbers an hour from now, or maybe the thing could be down on the day. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the cat is getting out of the bag now. And once people find out about something like this, uh, I think that's what ultimately ends it. But just keep in mind that the path between here and there is likely to be rocky. So, um, can hey Chris, can you talk about the mechanism to stop the rise if prices are too high? Released three to five years ago. I'm not quite sure what you're referring to there, but I mean the mechanism is typically, and I'll get a we'll get a picture pulled up here. The mechanism typically is that when the price rises, they just dump paper contracts on the silver market. And when you can write unlimited paper. And uh, so, I mean, let's say the Fed comes out and says, we're going to do QE eight and nine today. And people would be most likely buying a lot of physical silver. And you would probably think they would buy SLV and other, uh, other things like that. But then if no matter how much they buy, someone comes and hammers more paper because you can sell infinite paper and that's kind of what has been happening. Yep. And there we go is a chart, which I will be able to pull up momentarily, which will show this. Um, but yeah, that's what, uh, that's, that's the mechanism, but that's why you saw that clip from David Morgan before where he was explaining how, you know, you keep adding, you know, it's probably beyond hundred to one. And then when you finally have this moment, where someone in this case uh, looks like Wall Street bets is helping spread the word and mean if enough people were, actually doesn't even mean enough people. It's really, I would say a better way of phrasing it would be enough buying power comes behind that. That's always been the Achilles of this thing is that if you have 500 paper claims for each ounce out there, you know, and you just keep increasing it every time people buy more silver, then yeah, you know, it's going to frustrate a lot of people. It's going to be insane while it goes on. But if you ever get to that point where people demand their metal, that's when you have the end of It's a Wonderful Life. And certainly it's encouraging. I mean, there's a lot of people in the silver world have been talking about this for a while. But now that Saw what happened in GameStop. Obviously, uh, silver may be a trickier situation, but here's a chart uh, from last week. You see price falls off a cliff right as volume is dumped. Price falls off a cliff. Uh, I'm trying to get access to some of the trading data so you could actually see. So I'll make a note to do that today. We'll call Mickey former floor, floor broker. See, when I was trading equity options back on the New York Stock Exchange, if something traded at my post, it was a big trade, the brokers would come by and say, hey, I see this on the tape, what traded? And it was required to say, you know, customer bought these for this price tied to this stock. 
so you'd get color on the trade. I'm assuming there would be a way uh, equivalent of that on the COMEX. Then again, assuming anything fair, transparent on the COMEX, probably a little bit dicey. So let's not be foolish yet. Um, I'm going to look into that because I think you would find that. And here you find silver back up another 11 cents. So for anyone who's, uh, you know, getting panicky, there, look at First Majestic, can't be held down. How beautiful is that? Let me go back over to our chat window. Uh, if anybody has seen the actual news on First Majestic, uh, if you could put that back in there again, that would be great. Um, Arcana Silver is sleeping. Uh, working on getting Arcana on the show. I know someone there. Um, let's see, anyone type in the news. Does anyone know what is the news on First Majestic? Start promoting physical silver on forums everywhere, says Barbara Spector. Yeah, we'll take anything on this channel. Tweet it, share it. Um, hit that subscribe button. In fact, just to... Uh, show you the kind of silliness that we do here in Arcadia land. Let me see if I can find our silver giveaway this month. Yara, perhaps if you're listening, you could send that over on Skype and I will pull up our silver giveaway. We, I don't know. I, I think part of the fun is to get silver in the hands of people as well. Um, share the message. So we're giving away a 10 ounce silver bullet this month. Link is in the description field below. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's 10 ounces of silver. Let's click them together. You can hear the ding, ding. Yeah, so get your silver now before... Uh... Actually, I'm going to be careful how I phrase things. I cannot guarantee the price will go higher. And in fact... I will try and be responsible and point out that even, in fact, over, let me put it like this. Let's say silver is $100 at the end of the year. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But even if it were, you should expect to see days where First Majestic is up 4 bucks, and then you look an hour later, it's down $2, then up 6 Kind of like what you see with basically every other asset these days, where it's become normal, um, to see these wild moves. And it's interesting how you talk, even suggest that. Um, all right, here we go in the chat room, win that 10 ounce silver bullet. So if you even suggest that the same kind of volatility could occur in the silver market, you know, people think you're looking for aliens and, and all that stuff, which, you know, I'll just say that, <clears throat> There's no one has, has explained to me what I'm missing here. I don't get calls from people disputing it. Again, I'm not saying everything that I write is correct or, you know, or that I get everything perfect. I'm not by any means saying that, but I'm just, in fact, I think for people who've been watching the show or know me well, I mean, my general style of investing is, you know, when I come across something and I see it and then I'll, spend years trying to think, all right, how could I be wrong? Where could I be missing something? So it was uh, September of 2011 when uh, 
after silver had gone up to $49 that April, then got back up a bit higher uh, into the 40s again by September, and then seeing the prices crash down. In fact, I'll show you the exact moment where it started to be like, yeah, maybe I had heard that there was something funky with uh, the prices being manipulated. And let's show you a couple of the key ones. That is silver, but actually what really started all of this, here is the gold chart of September 6th, back in 2011. This was after the US had been downgraded. Um, let's go back one day. Um, debt ceiling, you know, these guys were making an ass out of themselves. So gold was at its all time high, had crossed through $1,900. U.S. is on the ropes, Europe is printing, Greece is blowing up. And then right around here, I get, still remember it clear as day, because I get this, I have a big position on back then too. I thought it was home free then. Maybe this week will be the week and I'll do the next show from the beach. But right around here, you get this announcement from Wall Street Journal saying that the Swiss had just pegged their currency to the euro. Now, what that means is that at a time where the supposed safe havens are being exposed as the frauds that they are and were, you're, you're essentially the Swiss were saying, you know, we're going to start printing too to make sure our currency doesn't go. So supposedly the last safe haven is going to start printing. I remember thinking, Jesus, gold finally going to go through 2000 bucks. Instead, you see this, which I'm sure is becoming familiar to a lot of people. In fact, you can see there was one two days ago. This actually looked bigger when it happened, but today's move has made it look small in comparison. Back up a dollar twenty-four. There we go, silver team. That's right, Reddit. Let people know what's going on in Silverland. Here's another one you can let folks know about because as silver was rallying following Ben Bernanke's virtuous circle of uh, money printing in 2010 into 2011. Silver had gotten up to $49. Again, I'm not a technical analyst, but I'm guessing the fact that silver reached 50 bucks in 1980 and then it got right under 50 in 2011 is not that silver hasn't as a commodity that people most look to as an inflation hedge in a world that's being hyperinflated. I don't think it's that people thought, well, it's can't be worth more than it was 30 years ago. But you see Sunday night open, down six bucks instantly. <laughs> Chris's portfolio is trash. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but these were the two events that made me start thinking, gee, there's something unnormal going on here. And so I basically spent the next day driving everyone around me nuts talking about silver, but this again was an attempt to disprove that, was an attempt to say this, this can't be, I must be missing something. So rather than write the book myself, uh, it was done interview style format, Andrew McGuire, Ted Butler, David Morgan, Bart Shelton, um, every silver expert I could find who could add some insight. One of the things I think was interesting is a lot of the details behind the scenes that are kind of hard for people to confirm. You heard echoed by so many different people at the same time, such as 
Warren Buffett getting forced out of his silver position, which was bigger than the Hunt brothers, and that being uh, what led to the formation of SLV. Um, so again, some of these things that basically the story is that Warren Buffett was caught up in some scandal and they basically said, you know, let go of the silver or we're going to have lawyers all over you for the rest of your life. I wasn't there, but I found it interesting that, again, you had multiple well-respected analysts confirm that. So um, anyway, I, I say that just in a sense that I've spent a decade thinking about this. I, there could be some blind spot I can't see yet do this show every day, brought on everyone outside of Santa Claus who even wants to talk about silver. And if there's uh, some other explanation, I can't seem to figure it out, but maybe it just is what it is. And the title here, how the Wall Street banks have left the silver market in place for the short squeeze of a lifetime could be appropriately named. Let's take a look back over at the silver stocks. We'll give this one a little refresh here, but as you can imagine, seeing some big numbers, uh, <laughs> the texts are rolling in. I think someone was scared of the silver prices. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there's no day to be scared. I mean, maybe it's, again, I don't want to be, I want to be careful the way I phrase this, but keep in mind, based on this, I mean, we could be in the early innings of First Majestic. Again, it's, it's not set in stone. There's a battle going on here behind the scenes. Uh, and, you know, could, could come, the shorts could win out this round. I think ultimately, um, again, not legal financial advice, but ultimately if people just sit there, buy and hold, you're going to be okay and you don't have to be a hedge fund genius yet. Either case, let's take a look. SILJ up 13%. Is that that ultra, what is this? Ultra silver pro shares up 11%. First Majestic up 31%. So nice to see it's hanging in there. There's MAG up 233. Uh, MAG, a good stock to know about as well. Big silver deposit. There is Endeavor Silver. I'll leave her nameless, but my friend woke up. Uh, I have a friend at Endeavor. It was only up 7%. She was like, wow, it's only up 7%. Love it when stocks only up 7%. We're disappointed. But how about we almost get a blackjack and triple that one up? 19 and a half. Maybe it'll hit 21% shortly enough. Fortuna Silver, big day there. 18% uh, Pan American Silver, which I think is more of a gold stock if you look at revenue uh, from the different assets. But there's Silvercrest up a dollar. Here's an interesting silver crest. We'll take a look. Fit that first majestic profile in the sense that where's my silver crest window? Yeah, like when you had silver when it was $18, I think for silver crest is almost flat. Which uh let's see if we can get that click in there. So Silvercrest, I would say, is still seemingly, I mean, the first Majestic has finally like doubled since it, not doubled, first Majestic and it's, so, okay, here we go. So here is 
January 19 of 21. Okay, well, we want the five-year chart. Oh, there we go. So here is, let's go back. Here's May. So you had a big rally here. Here's June. We'll even go a little farther. So July 1st, okay. So July 1st of 2020, last year, Silvercrest is at $9.98. So July 1st, yeah, there we go. Buck 35, silver coming back again. So what did I say here? July 1st of 2020. So here you see silver is still <laughs> below $18 on July 1st. So below $18, on July 1st, we saw silver grass was 9.98. Now with silver, what is it? $8 higher. So here, let's call this 18. And then uh, silver's up a dollar. Forget 20. So 18. So almost $9 higher, and silver crest has ticked up a penny. <coughs> um, Again, you can mark it from different places. I know a lot of people mark from the lows of COVID. I kind of look at that as the anomaly and not the best place to look at it. Hey, you can mark it however you want. Um, not offering legal financial advice, but there are some thoughts. There's Lexco up 7%. Good news. Along uh, some Alexco deltas. Um, look at some of the juniors. There's Raina up 12%. There's my friend John Lee, Silver Elephant, up 8%. Uh, Kuya Silver, there. we had David Stein on the show. I guess that was two weeks ago. I like Kuya Silver, and a big day they're having, up 20% there getting in on the party. And anyway, you can see, well, there's Endeavor Silver about to hit the, there's the Blackjack. All right, so they're... Uh, Dever Silver flying, first majestic rallying, and uh, Wall Street bets, <coughs> excuse me, helping the cause. Let's take another look at our silver price. Seeing a dollar thirty-five there right now. Dollar thirty-one. Okay, so as you can see, prices go up and down. That's normal. Uh, no need to panic. But let's give a special thank you to Wall Street Bets and all the folks there that love finding assets that are wildly underpriced because of a short squeeze, then spreading the word to, I imagine, fund managers and wealthy investors who get together and do something about this, uh, which I think is fantastic. It seems completely legal in a public way where people or investors are sharing information and is like a Robin Hood-like feel to it of finally... And that's what I think is encouraging, seeing that we do have power. Yeah, the government does this, the government does that, and they leave people feeling powerless. But this is just a snippet of when we let go of, you know, uh, I'm on this side or you're on that side of the parties. People who believe in honest markets, honest living, honest government. You know, I, don't, I, I hope this isn't an inappropriate analogy. I, I say this respectfully, but when I think of what it was like for, for the people who were slaves that, you know, and you have this one guy comes around beating them up all the time, 
But then eventually they say, wait a second, we're making all this stuff. This guy just comes around and hassles us. If we throw him in the lake, you know, you can actually, uh, interesting what can be possible. And I do think we have power. I think this is a great example of it. Um, I personally believe there's still a lot of things going on behind the scenes regarding the politics, which doesn't mean you have to agree with what someone known as a letter of the alphabet says. I think there's why, and, and I think, I know, no one even mentioned that. People get, oh, it's conspiracy theorists. Okay, fine. I think there's a lot of PSYOP misinformation mixed in. There's often the way that I find the, in finance or in politics is that, you know, you mix in these things where there's part truth and part complete not truth. And then you get, so it's like if anyone even considers the argument and looks for the different pieces and see which ones might be accurate. Um, so I'm not saying that that is the way to look at it, but I think there is stuff happening politically behind the scenes, um, whatever that may be, uh, I guess we'll find out. I don't think it's completely unconnected to seeing what is happening here. And um, anyway, We'll take one final look at some of these markets and then going to wrap up uh, for now. Maybe we'll be back later today. We'll see. Do you have Dave Kranzler coming up, I believe, today? Or maybe we'll save him for tomorrow because also place to be today. In fact, we'll save Kranzler for tomorrow so he can cap off the week with a nice uh, recap of what he's been seeing. But because today is Rob Keats of goldsilverpros.com hosting the Solutions 2021 conference. Link is in the description field below. Um, gonna be a lot of fun and it's free to attend um, how to survive a currency crisis. I mean, all these issues we're talking about, I am appearing at 3.30 uh, um, central time. Be What do we actually do when the dollar dies? I'm sure we'll be talking first majestic. Then there's an after hours party from six to eight central. So a lot of your favorite gold and silver speakers will be there. There's the great Jerry Huang. Look how darn handsome that guy is. Um, but anyway, if you have questions, want to talk, hang out, great conference going on today hosted by Rob Keen. So go sign up there now. And um, when we get to that happy hour anyway, we'll see what price GameStop is. We will see what price First Majestic Silver is. Looks like as I get ready to wrap up here, it's about $18 silver. Let's get a final look at that one. Um, $1.25 now, also in the description field below. Sign up to win this silver bullet and you'll get posted with these videos. So as I maintain my pledge to keep you miles uh, ahead of Wall Street on a regular basis, that way you can get the information there. So go have fun looking at your portfolio, refresh how much money you've made, enjoy it. You know, you've certainly, we've all certainly gone through enough uh, days seeing the price down. Uh, I would say trade and invest responsibly, uh, talk to your advisors. Um, but if you want to know any more about what's really going on in silver and what I'm seeing, by all means, hit that subscribe button, the notification bell, and plenty of content on the channel. And with that said,
going to wrap up for now. Uh, maybe we'll be back later, but come join us at the conference and uh, have a happy silvery day, everybody.